When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is the Marquis MDP, Michael Depar. You know, when I'm traveling from Milan to Minsk, I'm listening to Tom and Zeus on Shout It Out Loudcast. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oi. Pressing the button, Star Simmons, Star, Stop shouting! He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss time. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. But it grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fans? Stop it! Why? Because fuck it. That's all. Six one seven five two five zero. You do? Hey, fucko! Do you like this? Settle down. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode two hundred twenty. Fucking off the fucking soundboard, Poughkeepsie fucking 1980 fucking floor. It's so fucking hot in here. <laughs> it's hot. How hot is it? I know it's fucking hot, you motherfuckers. It's so fucking hot. I know it was so hot in Brazil when Gene fell down. I didn't, if you noticed. But man, was it hot in fucking. When was this? It was so hot in Hopewell Junction. It was so hot in <laughs> Hopewell Junction. Conjunction Junction in November in Poughkeepsie, New York. Well, it was hot because he was playing at the fucking Knights of Columbus and the fucking AC, the fucking EC broke down. Woo! Anyways. <laughs> yes. Another off the soundboard. Can't wait to get to it. And this one is got a, this one's a little different. So it's going to be fun talking about it. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. So Tom. We've had a lot of fun and a lot of activity on Shout It Out Loudcast. Uh, last week on the main show, we uh, had oh, fucking a Joey Casada. To help us break down the uh, our March Madness tournament, the Ultimate Kiss Madness tournament last week, and uh, before we get into that, let's give a shout out. Tax season is here and gone a little bit. Some people a little bit late. Got to get that uh, deduction in, and uh, <laughs> people are going to the tax man. That's Tony right, Barone. That's right. Tony, the tax man, he's at ABCPA Inc. And ABCPA Inc. is an accounting firm located in the suburbs of Chicago that can assist you with all of your accounting and tax needs. 
For business, they offer bookkeeping, financial statements, payroll processing, payroll tax returns, sales tax returns, filing federal and state income tax returns, and help with starting your own business. For individuals, they offer help with sole proprietorships, rental real estate, trust and estate tax returns, and filing personal federal and state income tax returns. They have access to all 50 states. So whether you live in Connecticut or Colorado, AB CPA Inc. can prepare an e-file on your behalf. Did you know Kiss Army? If you own a business with employees and have had a 20% reduction of revenue than you did in 2019 due to COVID or state-mandated shutdowns, you might be entitled to additional tax credits. Follow them on Facebook and LinkedIn and visit them on their website at abcpainc.com. That's abcpainc.com. Or email our buddy Tony at tony at abcpainc.com. That's tony at abcpainc.com. Or call him 708-430-3232. Yeah, ABCPA Inc. Woo! Hey, and before we go backwards, uh, before we go forwards, even before that, I uh, just want to uh, mention to everybody, make sure they catch our uh, ARC interview with uh, the great Mike Portnoy. Yes, incredible. Lots of fun. Great interview. He was a superb guest. Yep. So check that out if you haven't gotten around to that one yet. Yep. And there'll, there'll be uh, more coming down the line. I hope you guys are liking that series. Yep. And uh, it is it is hockey season. So this has been a little bit kind of rough getting all these episodes in and uh, the notes and preparing and stuff. You know, we got uh, a lot of good hockey going. And it's just, Casada just put up a fucking photo. His son's got a devil's uniform because he lives in New Jersey now. What is his son, David Putty? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Gotta and, support the team. And Casada's got a Rangers uniform on. Just does he have Rayo Rootsaladen's <laughs> game jersey on? I would pay good money to see his son fucking pull that jersey over his head and just start beating his beating oh, the bag out of him. What a fucking haymaker is it, Casada? Like Mike Peluso from the <laughs> Devils beating up on. He could look like him too, Joey Barry Beck Casada. <laughs> Barry Beck. Oh, oh God. God. Anyway, um, Tom. So yeah. we did that uh, episode about wrapping up the tournament. Yep. I know we did a poll. Since we did a poll, the whole episode, the whole tournament, we're like, what fucking poll are we gonna do now? Yep. What's the best song? So we did the poll was which of these four songs do you think is most overrated? So it's 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 related to the conversation, obviously, we had with Joey. Yeah. Very, very close poll and tons of participation in this one, which was nice to see. So the four options were Let Me Go Rock and Roll, Beth, Rock and Roll All Night, and I Love It Loud. Uh, kind of a log jam at the top here. The winner of the most overrated poll, Beth, at 29%. Wow. Rock and Roll All Night at 26%. Let Me Go Rock and Roll also at 26%. And I love it loud at 19%. Very interesting there. Uh, Let's see what a couple of our people said. Our buddy Steve, Let Me Go Rock and Roll has always been an excuse to take a piss break when they play it live. (laughs) It's so accurate. It is so accurate. He spelled 100,000 years wrong. Yeah. Jesus Christ. 
nowhere fan says, damn, I voted rock and roll all night before I saw I love it loud. I'm so sick of that song. Just sounds like an angry giant frog shouting nonsense over a choir of grumpy old men pretending to be cheerleaders. Wow, that is a very specific complaint, but I'll take it. It's not bad. Not bad. Um, let's get into the episode itself. What do we got here? Anybody, anybody say anything fun? Gray flower. I've never heard so much shit talked about kiss songs. I'm screaming at my phone during the episode. I loved every minute of it. Perfect. Uh, here's a good one from Domino's stepdad. Damn. Sounds like Joey has been around sunny too long. Some of the shit taste coming out of that mouth has sunny all over it. Uh, with that one, we'll end Twitter. I'll pass it over to you to the book of face. It'd be great if I fucking opened it up to that shit. Uh, what the fuck? Some idiot reported a com- uh, a comment. I that love says, these. Don't touch my ascot. What? Another thing, just re- a, a, a slight little sidebar here. Um, reporting comments is reserved for like people like spam, like selling like bullshit products. It's not for, you know, Bobby Joe said I was a dick because I don't like Dynasty. <laughs> that That's not what reporting comments is all about. Somebody okay? reported that somebody put in, don't touch my ascot. Like, that needs to be reported. Is right, that, that what we're doing now? Right. Report this comment. He called me an asshole because I don't like War Machine. All right, well, maybe you are. I don't know. If you're a long-time listener, you remember how the fucking tirades we'd go on about toxic Facebook groups? Please don't let us become that. Right. Yeah, we we let the shit fly on on Shout It Out Loudcaster's Facebook page, okay? Nothing's restricted, okay? Nothing hateful or racist or all that kind of shit. But we let people, if you guys are going to duke it out, be adults and duke it out. Nothing's no, nothing's restricted. Okay, you say whatever the hell you want. I agree. On the book of face, Jesse Ball, right on, Tom. When you talk solely about the music, it helps push all the drama to the background, and you remember why you're in the army in the first place. Everyone, just put on some headphones and let yourself into Kiss World. You'll be happy. I promise. Well said. Yep. Yep. Jason Warden, kick-ass episode made even better with Joey Casada added to the mix. I find myself arguing with some of the takes on the songs, but I believe the best tune, DRC1. Brackets are a bit complicated for me, or I'm just lazy as fuck. Tom nailed it. The drama is a fun topic, but episodes that focus on the music are the best. That's why this episode stood out along with ARC and Zep Chronicles. Remember those? But please never stop talking about the drama either. Yep. Well, that's why we try. We try to mix it up, you know, and then and again, this week is back to the music. Whether or not we'll like it or not, that's separate, but it's it's a music episode. So, yeah. And then finally, uh, the guys over at Pot of Thunder wrote Casada rules. And that's why their podcast is just, you know, dead to me now. Over on our Facebook group, shout it out loud casters. Oh, before I get into the post, that just reminds me of what you just said. I think our buddy Jack Pinocchio. (laughs) 
is still uh traveling in the states uh and and going through his u.s episodes and he put a thing up i think of something what was it baseball or something yeah it was like a minor league affiliate and then someone said, uh, you know, what the hell does this have to do with anything? Right? Yeah. No, yeah. So somebody goes, What does this have to do with KISS? So Jack responds, the boys are always talking about sports fans. Yeah. So the guy responded, Yeah, but KISS likes whatever band that they're whatever town they're in. <laughs> so I resp- so I respond, I go, No, the boys are us, the show. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm as I'm scrolling to get to the post, there's somebody put up. Wallace Oster put up some naked chick on our thing. I don't know if you've ever seen it. What? Funny how nobody complained about this. I didn't see that. Um, some chick on a towel with her ass in the air. Is it a kiss towel? <laughs> no, nothing to do with this. <laughs> all you horny bastards. Someone wrote, wow, the new lineup of Kiss is already looking good. <laughs> Report that comment. Funny how nobody <laughs> reported that. Nope. Oh, that's oh, good. Buddy Jeff Trop put up a photo of the Ripper. Oh, Psycho Circus. Oh, oh, man, we missed that. And then uh, another one was Stupid Casada. Maybe that'll fit a line for him, a name oh, for him. Oh, no. Joey Casada shouted out loud, cast, guest starring the two morons from Boston. Oh, Joey. And finally, the post, Joey Romanik. What is he? America's favorite realtor. I think his wife's a better realtor than him, but that's just me. I think so, too. But until we hear from her, yeah, it's Joey. Yeah, I know. He's always trying to get her in trouble with us and saying, oh, yeah, I get to seem like he has to stick up for us. I think it's the other way around. But I think it's funny when I see these these beautiful posts from Joey and his wife and the realtor. And I'm like. You people don't know what this guy is doing behind the scenes. He's like posting kiss memes and like making fun of like Paul Stanley. Guys are buying houses from him. Yeah, he's putting like testimonials on himself where (laughs) there's videos of him and he's talking about his career and all this stuff. And there was one recently put up where he's like, you know, I I got into the music from kiss and I became a drummer. Like, dude, that's not going to help your sales. (laughs) Stop. People are gonna be like, I really like this house, but um, the real the, the, fan the, of the, the, the the realtor likes crazy nights. That's kind of a problem for me. I, I don't I don't know if I can I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> realtor, <laughs> realtor put Ace is gang his con over Gene's demo of Mongoloid Man. <laughs> So I don't know the, the, if I can buy this house from him. The, the, the new Romanic Realty Group TV ad has my uncle as a raft playing in the background. <laughs> we love we love you, Joey. Yeah. By the way, the, hey, send a check straight to Shout It Out Loudcast for that yeah, exactly. infomercial. Yeah. Um, Joey Romanic says, Joey Casada 
<laughs> is the ace frilly of podcasters. Oh, I hate God. both of you guys, but you make me laugh. That's perfectly said. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys, they're real fucking morons, but I love them. <laughs> I would consider those guys assholes, but he's got to make a great hearts. <laughs> Uh, and then Gary Cap, the great Gary Cap, jumps in and goes, he's just trying to suck up and get into the Shout It Out Loudcast Hall of Fame. Gary, don't worry, ain't happening. It's Ever. not happening. Nope. The doors nope. are locked. And the winner of the actual uh, Ultimate Kiss Madness tournament, Josh Brown. Joey Casada. I thought we were cool. We still are, but damn, absolutely hilarious episode. I felt the same way about a lot of brackets. I love the winners. I try to pick what I knew would win, but I'd rather hear those 80 songs right now than makeup songs. Well, we'll be talking about that. Listen, I will never underestimate the casual Kiss fan. The hardcore makeup is the only Kiss fan and the Creatures fan. Peter and Ace brackets were hard. Thanks for the shout out for chat from a hat on the podcast, guys. And that's his actual podcast. Check it yes. out. Chat yep. Check, check it out. Yep. Over on our Instagram page, uh, Jeff Trot, the great Jeff Trot, who designs all of our merch. Uh, Jeff says, look at that handsome bastard, future Hall of Famer Joey Casada. Jeff Trot, our former designer of our T-shirts. Exactly. All these people getting fired. This is like the, the final scene in the first Godfather, where everybody just gets wiped out while Michael's at the baptism. Somebody named Frank MF99. Joey should be in the Saturday Out Loudcast Hall of Fame. Let's hear it for Joey. You're up. You're dead. Fuck off. You're dead. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Welcome, Frank MF99. <laughs> and our favorite, but we haven't heard from her in a while, Gabby DeGook. <laughs> Yay. We'll take it, Gab. Over on our YouTube page, Tom. Patrick. Strutter is the most New York song they've ever written and performed. It has so much attitude and grit, and the way they played it on those early tours gives the songs its longevity. Even from the Coventry footage, Strutter is a standout track. The song is one of their finest moments. Yeah, it's New York. That's probably why it sucks. Oh, Um, boy. Here we go. Oh, apparently our YouTube episode says uh, episode... 119 instead of 219 and marty white caught on to that all right uh, i'd like to congratulate you for making it to episode 19 very proud of you <laughs> well guys there are many disturbing things on this show pukes piss cakes mr feces and exploding trash bag of piss <laughs> but the worst was Susie lucci giving you a nice little gummy Thanks, Zeus. God, what was the matter with us? <sighs> Mr. Antonio 2005. Casada is my favorite guest. Out. No bullshit straight to the heart. I believe he has a soft spot for Jerry from the Facts of Life in Natalie. As Kiss once said, the bigger the cushion, the better the pushing. Most definitely. Oh, boy. About a funk, says, Tom and Zeus have faces for radio. Hey, watch it. How dare you? And that's what I got, Tom. Over to you, buddy. All right, let's blow through a couple emails here. We got one from our buddy, 
West Beach. Uh, talking about, he had a couple things. He talked about the ace interview with Eddie, but uh, he said, I, he's talking about the tournament. He also says, I, I think Creatures of the Night is a great song, and I don't think it made it so far, just riding on the coattails of the box set. I always found it a powerful tour opener and is still my favorite Kiss song. My heart would have picked it as the winning song, but I went with my head and picked DRC for the win. Personally, I never cared for Shout It Out Loud and never understood the love for it. I can't stand the chorus and just think it doesn't live up to the title. Black Diamond is another song that has never done it for me. Goes on too long, and I don't care for the slow section at the end. It's just me. Great show as always. Always fun to hear how the matchups play out, and tastes change from year to year. Yeah, Wes. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Our buddy A.J. White who we hung out with at the uh, Winery Dog Show. Yes, thank you, AJ. Could not agree with you more that Let Me Go Rock and Roll is one of the worst Kiss songs ever written. I can't fucking stand it and never could. However, as much as I love Dynasty, there is no way on God's green earth that sure knows something is better than 100,000 years. Just my opinion, but it's a classic. Great episode per usual. Keep it up. That moron Joey is a great guest. AJ, I love you, buddy. There isn't a planet that exists where 100,000 years is better than Sure Know Something. I'm sorry. Agree to disagree, sure my friend. Sure Know Something is a top kiss song. Absolutely. Terrible. Uh, here's Daniel Davis. Detroit Rock City only won March Madness because I pledge allegiance to the state of rock and roll was not in the <laughs> tournament. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, oh, actually, uh, that's the song Paul ripped off of me when I taught him how I was going to want to bring pursuit of rock and roll to the band. <laughs> Our buddy Jeff Kinsley, thank you again for another shout out in plugging my YouTube channel. Great yes, job. check it out. Check that yeah. out. Jeff Kinsley's Kiss uh, YouTube channel. So actually pretty good. It's great. Yeah. Uh, great job on the March Madness tournament. Looks like it was a huge success. No surprise, DRC winning, but some really fun battles along the way. All right, we'll wrap it up with a few more here. This is kind of a general email. This comes from our buddy Rudy Doth, also a wonderful patron who hung out with us at the Winery Dog Show. Hey, guys, been a minute. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> been a minute since I emailed you. I was at work today going through your old episodes, and I figured I'd listen to the Ace and Eddie Trunk episodes for the third or fourth time and laugh my head off again, only to find a brand new interview with Mike Portnoy. What a fantastic surprise. An amazing, insightful, informative, and entertaining interview. You guys are really on a roll. You're knocking him out of the park every time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rudy, so much. And we are going to wrap up feedback with this one. This message comes from Chris Panter, and it was sent to us through our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. So you can comment directly on that, and we see it in the form of an email. She says, just a note, I felt like sending you guys a little note. For background, I am your guys' age. When I was 10 or so, my older brother got me into Kiss Destroy and Rock Roll Over, and I was immediately all in. But they weren't even close to a top 10 band for me as an adult. But... I came across your podcast a couple years ago and have found myself listening every week and even catching up with most of your back catalog, which has led me to become a Kiss fan once again. I think this speaks volumes to your ability to maintain the listener's attention, which, when really boiled down, is the humor. Which leads me to this. A couple of months ago, I borrowed my wife's car, so I had synced my Bluetooth for my commute. A couple of weeks later, we were getting into her car for a Saturday trip. For some reason that day, my Bluetooth overrode hers. 
So as I was getting Google Maps brought up on my phone and we sat in the driveway, I noticed there was audio playing in the car. I wasn't paying attention to it as I was still getting directions to the restaurant. But I finally heard her say something like, shout it out loud, cast. What the hell is that? (laughs) And I looked up at the screen and it was your podcast playing. And I suddenly noticed Zeus was giggling so hard he may have stopped breathing. At that moment, it dawned on me that the next line said could very well contain words such as piss flaps or Peter North's ropes. I really didn't feel like trying to defend these topics to the wife as I was about to be trapped in the car for the next two hours. So I fumbled around until I got the Bluetooth turned off before her sensibilities were offended. Anyway, since that day, I have thought about what her reaction would have been if she would have heard Tom discussing the phrase Peter North throwing ropes <laughs> and it never fails to make me laugh anyway love you guys chris from tennessee chris fantastic i love stories where shout out loudcast infiltrates your personal life we love it and that chris is why you are the comment of the week good answer good answer I like the way you think I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> Fan-fucking-tastic. Thank you, Chris. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And tell your wife she'll enjoy the show. Maybe <laughs> maybe filter out some of the, you know, I don't know. Maybe not. Anyways, thank you, Chris. And thank you, Patreon. This is the part where we, uh, where we thank our Patreon members and our Patreon family. And uh, we can't uh, talk about their contribution to us enough. They've helped us since the day that Patreon has been uh, started uh, grow the podcast. And, uh, you know, that's why there's honestly that we think, you know, how do we get guys like Eddie Trunk on, uh, Mike Portnoy on, uh, Michael DeBar, and everybody else that we're in, Bruce, and how does this all help? It helps with the contribution that you guys do to our Patreon account. Okay, better software upkeep of everything subscriptions softwares that we use that we can do all our uh podcasts on and you know tom and i are both limited we uh uh, both single dads and uh got lives to live and patreon's a nice way to help us back for the show that we do and for the product that we try to give you guys and the enjoyment that we hope you get from it you want to help us and help the show and keep the show growing and keep the show getting better and better. Help our Patreon account become a member. Look at our Patreon account from our website, shout it out loudcast.com, shout it out loudcast.com. Go to the landing page. You'll see it'll say Patreon. Click on that. There's four different tiers. Find one that suits your needs. And each tier has a different like perk that comes with it. Some are more merch, some are more input. But all of it, all of it creates this wonderful, awesome Patreon family. And uh, we can't thank you enough. Again, please support our Patreon family and our Patreon account. And we really appreciate it. And thank you. And a shout out to all our Patreon members. Thank you. Yeah, you guys are the best. We say the same thing every week, but we say it because we mean it. And it's important for you guys to know how special and how important you are. Uh, everything that you contribute to us, big or small, regardless of the tier that you've signed up for, it, it means so much, and we can't thank you guys enough. Uh, and again, this has been a very, very busy time for both me and Zeus and our personal and private lives. So we have talked about getting some things done to, uh, you know, 
entertain you guys and, and they will be done. So, you know, bear with us as the seasons roll on. Uh, can't believe we're almost at the end of April here. Uh, but again, we love you guys and we thank you so much for all of your contributions. Yeah, we got some big things in store for you and they wouldn't have happened without Patreon. Stay tuned. I'm telling you, you guys are going to like what we got coming up. Yep. Anyway, uh, Tom, what we do next is we go to Kiss World. Other than our buddy Joey continuously laying down tracks, as he say, on Ace's new album. That's what Ace is doing. Um, any other thing going on, Tom? No, just the tour rolling on uh, right now. We're, as we're recording on April 20th, uh, they are in Brazil. A uh, couple days later, they have the Monsters of Rock Festival also in Brazil. They're doing a show at Hard Rock Live in Brazil. A uh, bunch of festivals. Uh, they're doing a bunch of festivals in uh, Argentina, Chile. Uh, they come back to the States in May. And according to their calendar right now, from May until October, there's nothing. Um, so, yeah, should be interesting. And again, we did talk about this a little bit, um, you know, when we're not recording because Zeus and I do talk to each other even when the show's not on. We're starting to get a little bit concerned about what's going on with the Kiss Cruise here. Again, we're almost into May, and there hasn't even been a whisper. Uh, I, was, so, I, I said that I guessed that, uh, like, they're trying to, I don't know, maybe get around the 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 potential annoying backlash. Like, hey, I just spent all this money on the last tour. They're playing on the cruise. This is bullshit. You know? I think my, my, my fear is that they're going to try to do like a little sleight of hand and just not talk about it. And hopefully people just fucking forget about it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I just, I don't see, I, I, with it being almost may, I don't see how you're going to have it in the beginning of 2024. I just don't see it. Yeah. So yeah. But other than that, no, it's pretty, pretty quiet. The band's rolling along. Gene is back on his feet and healthy, which is nice to see. Oh, Paul is dressed up like the purple pie, man. Uh, we had a good one. Somebody, somebody posted a picture of him and said, uh, what is, 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 is Paul Stanley about to try to kill Batman? Cause he looked like, he looked like the fucking Joker, but whatever. Oh, anyway. Well, Tom, before we get to our subject tonight, um, let me find a new cruise to get on. Perhaps the Vinny Vincent paddleboat cruise in Al wife, Al wife Brook. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, I couldn't find anything for Vinnie Vincent, but I did just take a road trip to Hopewell Junction. <laughs> and I was yeah, looking for some Junction. of the restaurants where Paul Stanley used to work, you know. So we'll 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 see. We'll, we'll get we'll get to Hopewell Junction shortly. <laughs> well, off the soundboard. This is number five. I believe they started off with Tokyo 2001, that weird like Eric Singer playing with Ace. Yep. Uh, uh, lineup, and then they went to the fucking Virginia Beach disaster. Dear God, came back with the reunion uh, show in '96 at Donington. Yep. Then everybody really was up and uh, excited about Des Moines '1977 with the original. Yep. Now they come back with the Animalized tour, but more importantly, one of the only actual uh, audio. Of Mark St. John performing live with Kiss. Yeah, this excited a lot of people, and rightfully so, because the other lineups were fun, but they were stuff that we've heard. You know, I mean, Virginia Beach was Rock the Nation. People have recordings of the reunion. Des Moines, as much as I love it, was was the Love Gun Alive 2 tour. So this is something that was really special and unique because we don't have anything from this era. Uh, collectors were like i don't even have this exactly exactly so uh people were excited about it and 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 rightfully so it's 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 unique it's it's eric carr it's mark st john uh and it's an era that kind of people don't talk about too much except for the diehards correct i mean if you think about it this is the first eric carr off the soundboard yep and i'm thinking out loud what else was eric carr on a live album with he wasn't this is it. This is our only right. Eric Carr live album. Other yeah. than like bootlegs and other That's weird shit and clips right. here and there. Yep. But on a like, hey, I want to buy this album officially by Kiss or this, uh, you know, CD. I think this is really it. Yeah, I do. We talk about this every time we do it off the soundboard. And I and I, I know somebody out there has to have some kind of information. We talk about it all the time, or at least I do. And forgive me if I sound like a broken record. I am really, really, really interested in how these shows are selected. Who picks them? Because this is this is just too specific and too random for Universal Music Group to be like, yeah, we're going to do Poughkeepsie Animalized Tour. This, I, I, I want to know the dynamics of how they select these. Because what's next, in my opinion, is either going to be something from the Dynasty Unmasked era. Which would blow my socks off, or 
something from Hot in the Shade Revenge, which would be kind of duplicative because we have a live three. How about something from, I don't know, Winterland? Yeah, that would, oh, Jesus. That, How about, that, yeah, something from the first couple albums? Yeah, you're right, because Des Moines is 77. There's nothing prior. Yeah, that, that that's right. Yeah. Like, almost like, oh, yeah, you know, where's the 77 Des Moines is like people are saying, it's still incredible. Yeah. Oh, that's alive too. Well, how about the same thing? Maybe they'll be, oh, that's a live one. Who cares? Still another right. version. Right. That's true. Yeah. Take, take that Winterland show and put that on, put that on uh, audio. But yeah, I just find it interesting because I think this one was really, really different and surprising. Yeah. So if you go by that logic, somebody is involved. Now, yeah. were they always involved? Because if they were always involved, why would you start the series with the Tokyo in that lineup? Then mm-hmm. why would you come back with the next one being Virginia Beach, which was horrendous? Mm-hmm. So if there was somebody involved or did somebody have to get involved because they're like, look, we're getting a lot of backlash. We need some in- somebody with a little bit better KISS knowledge to help us pick these. And someone goes, you know what they would love? They would love this because KISS fans, you know, the average music connoisseur is not going out buying these off the soundboard releases these are for kiss fans these yeah and you bring up a good point because after virginia pete after virginia beach they landed on their feet with a fucking 96 reunion tour which fucking holy shit this is awesome okay then 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 you get des moines it's like holy fuck this is awesome so So somewhere they got some feedback that i feel like probably pushed them in the right direction i think you're right someone's in there pushing them in getting something like this so it's interesting to see what comes up now um the album was released april 7th i ordered it the night before on amazon it came on release day as a cd i always get mine mine are all cds i don't buy albums lps or vinyls whatever you want to call them and i got it the next day i put it on and yeah, I was excited to hear this, guys. I was really excited because it's something fucking different. Yeah, thanks to streaming, I got it on release day because uh, Kiss Online and my limited edition yellow mustard vinyl didn't come for like another two weeks. What happened uh, to I, you? Oh, my God, it's going to be here. <laughs> didn't we call that? It's funny that you say that. I'm glad you reminded me of that because when we recorded two weeks ago, we recorded on a Thursday and I said, you're not going to believe this FedEx is tracking it and shipping it. It says expected delivery Saturday. I didn't get it for another six days after that. So that is a FedEx problem, not a KOL problem. Yeah. I'm sending it UPS ground on, I mean, uh, FedEx ground. It'll be here from Saskatoon. Yeah. There's, <laughs> you a, know? Guy, there's a guy at a fucking 10 speed down I-95 with your kiss online shit. That's how you're going to get it. Someone's got a fucking slave of Alaskan Huskies going down like, hey, drop off this fish to that fucking igloo over here and pick up and take this fucking kid's vinyl down to the next village 400 miles away. Okay. That's what happened. Yep. Oh, anyways. So let's go through this album like we normally do on these. This is a live release. At the end, we will rank these uh, um, this album uh, compared to the other live albums we've done. In addition, we'll name five tracks that stand out for us each, and maybe an honorable mention here or there. Yep. So uh, they start off with Detroit Rock City, Tom. Right off the bat, I'm like, this is just fucking horrendous. 
but this is I'm like this is bad. I I, I know everybody knows that the Animalize era they played everything ten thousand times too fast. Detroit Rock City is already a fast song, so now it to me it gets ruined. And I know not many people are gonna like this. I'll get this statement out of the way. Paul is real hit or miss on this album for me because I think he can't keep up with some of the tempo on some of these songs like this one. So I was kind of, I, I was kind of like, yikes, this is a rough way to start. All right. First of all, no, you wanted the best. No. Yeah, that's right. It goes right into it. Yep. It sounds like what I try to learn how to play guitar and I couldn't tighten my, the strings well. And it'd be like yep. a loose, a loose string. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. the bass is like really uh, prevalent on this. So the guy says, "Like sounds like my loose guitar string." Everything is just fast. There's going to be a lot of stuff I'm going to repeat throughout this yeah. uh, review. But it's messy fast. It's messy fast. That's the thing that frustrates me. The solo sounds like a kid in guitar world going, dad, listen to this. I can do Detroit rock city. Yep. It's not bad, but it just sounds like an amateur doing it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's, there's just not really a feel to the guitar. Nope. It's not really passionate. It's just fla- like, you know, because flash. it's be, because it's too fast. You can't, there's no room for, passion or nuance when the song is sped up that fast you can't do All it right. there's one part in this song i was waiting for you to say something but you didn't so oh I'm gonna what, did I, what did i what did i miss oh my god no time to turn mr tipton mr uh 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 tipton you didn't have your necessary prescription eyeglasses they reading glasses. <laughs> no further question. <laughs> He's a tough one. And Mr. T sounds like sounds like Billy Madison too. Today, Junior. Yeah, Paul's other thing. Paul's kind of a mess on this album for the most part, in my opinion. This is one of the things I will say. Okay, and I'm gonna so I don't have to repeat it all time. Okay, I fucking love the fact. That this is not the Detroit Rock City that I'm used to. I agree. I know what you're saying. I love the different. fact that it's... every version on this is not the sterile, yep, same old version of the end of the road songs. I, agree. I, I just love it. It's a different version. It's a different band. And in more importantly, Paul, you're right. Can't keep up with shit. So he's like different parts of the song. Like he's like doing karaoke in the song. The lyrics are going too fast. Yeah, so exactly. It's like he's trying to catch up. Yep. But the thing is, though, it's raw. It's yeah. fucking. You don't know what's going to happen. They can go into. Paul is off the cuff throughout this whole album, which I love, which, you know, he can't do anymore. A, a lot one of people. Way or the other. I like this about this. This album is different for me. It doesn't sound like the same version. If you listen to the Kiss songs with the, you know, the real band, the original four, you know what those songs mostly sound like. You listen to the fucking band that's together, you know what those sound like for the last 20 years. In between, you kind of remember what the Bruce songs when Bruce was in the band sounded like. This is different. I'll take it. I want a different version. 
Yeah, that's been a lot of the feedback that was seen on social media is people like it because it's different. It's not the cookie cutter versions of DRC or Love Gun or whatever. It's a it's, it's raw. It's raw. It's like frenetic. It's it's chaos. Yeah. Yeah. So. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to do the, the poll. It's like um, reviewing uh, other tracks. So there are 18 tracks listed. Well, there's fucking another 12 because of Paul Stanley rants. All right. And I started a, a counting thread on some Do of it. the things that repeats. Whoa. How the fuck are you doing? Oh, Kipsy. And there's like no response because it sounds like he's playing at spring weekend at Stonehill College. This is a fucking like 42 people in the audience. I tell you. I should have started counting the I tell yous, but we can do that right now. That's one. I tell you, because he's always got to tell you something. Always. <laughs> um, this is going to be a hot first time he says hot. Count that. Fucking. That's two. Uh, night for rock and rolling. Two fucking hot. That's three fuckings and two hots. Here's a little song. Uh, that's the first time that's come up. Out that one. That's a big one. I know we got some animals here that like to party. I know we'll get some people that like the little drink. Okay, this is when Paul transforms into a, I, I don't know how to say it, um, a flamboyant fucking um, creature or something. Kind of, yeah. Right? I know we got some people that like to drink a little bit of alcohol. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> what the fuck is that? I know we got some people that like to drink a little bit tequila. Yeah. I know we got one. some people that like to little drink a little bit of Southern Comfort. Yeah. What the fuck is these gals? Dude, this is, I imagine Paul before the show going, guys, can you t- give me a couple names of liquor? Cause I don't drink with Southern <laughs> Comfort. Okay. That's good. I'll write that one down. Let me get Southern this right. You're getting a burning sensation when you urinate. Sound like a nerd. Uh, uh, no fire. Notes. No fire. Shoot out my dick. Let me get this right. You 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 enjoy a Southern comfort and uh, tequila. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something, people. There's another. Let me tell you something. That's two. Let me show you something. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, Fire Marshal Fire Marshal Paul. <laughs> when you really need something to get you going, there's only one drink that's going to do it for you. I can't hear you. Paul does the cold jam. Still can't, can't hear you. you. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. <laughs> I'm trapped in one ear, yo, because I've been playing with Marshall for many years. Ah! And all of a sudden they get into cold gin. Go ahead, Tom. Terrible. <laughs> this is this is why. This is why. When I first put this on, I was like, God damn it. First of all, you're starting with two songs that have been bludgeoned into the ground, Detroit Rock City and Cold Gin. And they both sound terrible. Now, I will say this. I will say this. Gene, to me, sounds outstanding on this album. In every song he sings, he sounds amazing. Ditto. The demon growl is in full force here. I love his tone, but this is j- probably because it's cold gin. I don't think there's any version. I'll be like, oh, that was great. But I was like, I'm uh, right out uh, two for two. I'm like, ah, yikes. This is a rough listen so far. There's a little bit of a weird beginning of it, too. 
Yeah. Yeah. And obviously it's faster version. But yeah. It reminds me, this is how it worked for me, Tom. So I don't really remember cold gin as being a song when I was a kid. Me neither. I remember Detroit Rock City. I remembered, you know, I want you's and all that stuff because the yep. middle albums was when I, you know, 76, I was three years old. Right. So give it a couple of extra years. You know, I was learning these at six and five and six. But cold gin, I remember when I got back into Kiss. And I bought a couple bootlegs at Harvard Square. Um, and I remember Animalized Live. And I remember this fast version of Cold Gin Live. Yep. I like this. It works for me. I, like I do. It reminds me of that version. It reminds me of like when I first got as a, I wouldn't say adult. I was in middle school. I was a teenager, maybe sixth grade, buying Kiss shit again. Yeah, that I I was like, wow, this is fucking good. Like to me, this was like a song with the, especially the riff is so stolen by hair metal bands for years and years to come. That I was like, dan, 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 dan. like I loved it because it was faster. It wasn't yep. the plodding song that we know of. Um, the guitar solo and breakdown again, just fast and it's the the bass is like so prevalent it almost sounds like a fucking there's a stand-up bass here. boom 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 like is yep. he doing a slap in the bass i don't know you what he's doing i'm like what is that a bass solo in there it does it just sounds oh no we get to that later yeah, I actually like this version. It's heavier, it's okay. faster than the plotting shit. Okay. Uh, and it's just a, a weird, different outro solo going on. And then Gene ends with a, yeah! <laughs> yeah, he, he, the demon growls off the charts on this on this record. I, I love it. And he's back. Oh, boy. You ever notice Pokipthee? That's two. Uh, you ever notice how everybody liked to get a little bit fucking crazy at night? That's four. Settle down. Now, I know we got some people here tonight that are probably saying, I'm going to do some things tonight that I wouldn't normally do, but I'm feeling animalized. I've never heard the word, and maybe that's how they came up with the title for the album. Animalized? That's how his... That's how the title came? Like, you're being animalized? You become an animal, yeah. So, creatures of the night, and now you're animalized. Yep. Ooh, I'm a tiger. Ooh, roar, roar. ooh, bad, bad boys on the prowl. Ooh, roar! <laughs> like fucking, like a scene of those morons from Cats. Ew, ew! <laughs> I'm animalized. Okay, Paul. Here's a, here's another little song. That's number two, dedicated to all the people that come out at night. This one's called Creatures of the Night. Thoughts? Terrible. <laughs> But here's the reason why this is terrible. Again, you're taking a fast, upbeat song and turning the speed to the point where the song is almost unrecognizable. I love Eric Carr. I don't even know what he's doing on this because I don't even know. Nobody can keep up. It's It's like you said, your analogy was perfect. It's like the karaoke lyrics are turned up too fast and everyone's like, and then just when you thought it couldn't get worse. Then the chorus. Oh. oh, fuck, dude. What is Paul doing in the chorus? It's like he forgot what song he was singing and just decided to start howling. Terrible. Again, three for three. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Again, fast and heavy. 
at the 49 uh, second mark, Gene yells, oh, what the fuck? He's probably, he's probably like, stop it. I can't play this fast. The song is moving too quickly. Every time Paul says night, he's like, and this is the shit he can't do and he can't improvise. Yep. But he's putting his heart and soul in it. He's like, he's yeah. going nuts. Well, then he starts yodeling. Nah, he starts nah, 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 the yodel. And I'm like, when the yodeling doesn't even like fit the groove. It's like, what is, I don't, what is, it's it's again. It's almost like he's like, "Fuck, this is too fast." I don't know. I'm just gonna make noise. I can't. I can't do this. Yeah, it's uh, the solo is really different. Yeah, but I kind of like it because it's his version. Okay, uh, you know, like it's it's. You know, we were getting the shit about like, oh, Tommy's doing it fucking word for word. I'm like, what do you want him to do the solo on? You know, a rock and roll night. He's supposed to do a different solo, but right. maybe this is what they mean by that a little. I don't mind it. I think it's actually, again, raw. It's not polished. So I'll take it. Okay. Paul. Man, with all these fucking, that's five, hot people out front. That's three. I feel like the Red Cross tonight. Huh? I don't get it. What, what is is he mean? supposed to, is he supposed to mean that like he's going to save everybody if they fucking have heat exhaustion? I don't get it. I don't know. Y'all need something to drink? You know, this afternoon we got to the hotel in Poughkeepsie. I love it. I love how he says Poughkeepsie as if it's like Detroit or LA. <laughs> Poughkeepsie. <laughs> you know, now I've been here before because I used to work where Tom in Hopewell Junction. Conjunction Junction. <laughs> and that's my function. I'm telling you, there's another I'm telling you. And then he goes again, I'll tell you something. There's another. I used to be a waiter in where? Hopewell Junction. <laughs> I tell you, I found. That's five. Just get to the fucking song, Paul. <laughs> Some really fucking, that's six, nice girls up here. I tell you that much. Uh huh. Let me ask you this: <laughs> the odds of a hot chick living in Hopewell Junction, New York, with then a fat, roly poly, hairy, Paul come on, Stanley Eisen, probably working at like some Howard Johnson there, like slinging fucking hoo hash at six a.m. Would you like some grits? I would. I tell you, Henry, if you don't get this short order cook out of my face, I'm going to beat his ass. Um, now, here's a little song. That's three about episodes such as this. What do you mean such as this? What? I don't I don't get it. What? It sounds like what was that? Was that beauty contestant? Such as, su- such, such as such as such as the, 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 the Iraq, the Iraq war, such as. <laughs> People out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere, like such as, and this is true to life. This is from Lick It Up. This one's called Fits Like a Glove, and then they go into that. Yeah, I like how it goes, Fits Like a Glove. <laughs> All right. I will say this now. This might shock you based on my fir- this and like for first of all, I love this song. 
I love this song. Don't you love when they do that? I love it. Now, this, I like it. Now, I know it's going to kind of fly in the face of everything I've said about like creatures in Detroit, but this song is already fast. So I'm like, okay, I get it. This, this, this is, this is, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Um, but my big, my big complaint here, and I'm like, what the fuck did I miss? When Gene says the hot knife through butter, there's no screaming. There's, he doesn't even attempt to make any. It's just silence. And then it goes into the, I'm like, what happened? What did I miss? So that was a bummer. But I thought this was okay. Gene sounds great. But he sounds awesome. Love it. The chorus and the backing vocals oh, on this. Dude, oh, thank you. I, I knew this. Thank you. I knew I forgot something. This one is it's the worst. like a glow. There oh. is there is somebody, and it's not on all the tracks, but there's somebody on some of these in the background vocals. I can't tell. I'm not, I don't have that musician's ear that sounds just like that, that doesn't have the voice deep enough and thick enough. That yeah, it's, can, it's, it's, like, a, it's, it's like Ernie trying to sing backing vocals for him. It's like if they got like Peter Brady when his voice was changing, it's like, it's like, <laughs> like he lost his voice or something. It's terrible. It, remi- it reminds me of what, what Joey was saying last week with, about off the soundboard, how this is just completely raw to the bone, unedited. That's like, ooh, God. Yeah. I just put the music is really fine, but yeah. somebody is horrible in these background vocals. Brutal. brutal. It's yeah. rough. And then uh, Gene does the, oh, yeah. Love it. Uh, it, and it. It sounds like when he does, when he breaks that part down from the butter, I'm like, where's the butter? No butter part. What the yeah. fuck? Uh, that he, pissed me. I don't know what happened. But he does a, a few of these. Oh, yeah. Sounds like he pause. It's and he's like, uh, and I'm like, is he taking a shit on? He's, space? he's, he's, he's either pinching uh, a loaf or dropping one right the there. The shepherd's like, pie just went through me like butter. <laughs> You must have picked that up at Hopewell Junction. I got myself some diarrhea. <laughs> it's going through me like a hot knife. <laughs> oh, God almighty. From the restaurant where Paul works at Hopewell well Junction. Junction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm like, it, and then all of a sudden there's a pause and then you hear, I'm like, it sounds like, what's up with that? Thank you for joining us on What Up With That. What a big show. It's going to be audacious. It's going to be vivacious. Going to be tenacious. Going to be flirtatious. Going to be loquacious. It's going to be hellacious. It's going to be a hip-hop. Don't drop. Tip-top. Flip-flop. Don't stop. Lollipop. Robocop. Top-top. Hallelujah. We're going to do a little animalize. We're going to win a prize. A well junction. Oh, God. What the anyway, fuck? The solo isn't recognizable at all. It's oh, God. Fast. It's a it's a mess. It's not melodic. It's just fast and, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's just interesting. Here we go. He's back. Paul. We want you to do this with us. When I count the three, I want everyone to go like, the fucking thing he's doing for Heaven's on Fire. 
Yep. One, two, three. Crowd does it. All right, now. When it comes to this time in the song, I want to hear you do that. I want you to sing anything you want to sing. This song goes like this. Wait a minute. You just told them you wanted to sing that. And then he says, I want you to sing anything you want to sing. Then what the uh, fuck is it? Uh, I I don't know. He's he's getting confused. Remember, it's hot in there, Zeus. He's having a hard time focusing. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. It's you're hot. Right. It's hot. Heaven's on fire. Paul hits the wah in the beginning. There's the song. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right. I find it interesting that you're touring for this album, and it took you five songs to get to a track from it. I, I find that interesting because I know most most bands, when they're touring a new album, usually the f- at least the first, sometimes the second, are classics. You know, to get everybody jacked up, and then they'll throw in something from the new album. I'm surprised that it took them to get to five songs to get to something off this. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was anything special. I didn't think it was, again, the chorus is rough. These guys can't hit these notes on these choruses. Um, And this is a very like melodic chorus with the, Ooh, heavens on like that. That was another rough one, but I, I thought, I thought the performance was fine. All right. This is a song that I actually really like. Yeah, I this love is the so band that did this song. So this should be their best song, right? Yeah. I, I So I'm like, Eric's drums are loud. I like this. The chorus is okay. So for me, that means it's way better than the other ones that were bad. Maybe because fucking Mark St. John could actually do this because he practiced in the album. Yep. Uh, musically, I thought this fucking rocks. Yeah, it's, I thought it was again, good. I put that it's not the sterile version from the end of the road, which sounds nothing like this live. Nothing. Complete opposite. And then I started thinking to myself, and I have this habit about a few other songs. Maybe it's the drums. It's drumming in this brings life to this song. I agree. It sounds so much better than anything I've ever heard of this version. Yep. Listen to the breathing, the timing of it. The beat, how hard he's hitting it. It fucking rocks. And then, you know, they do an extended breakdown of, oh, heaven's on fire. Yep. I fucking actually liked it. It rocked. I think they did a great job. Nice. Yeah. So then they go into, right into guitar solo. I'm like, all right, well, let's hear Mark St. John. At least I have it once on tape. Yeah. Uh, But. It's not Mark St. John. It's Paul Stanley. Yeah. What the hell? Why? Why? Uh, why? This was a typical Paul, uh, like guitar solo from that era. So yeah. What a waste. Yeah, a complete waste of a like, track. It's just a waste of time. It's stupid waste of time. It's yep. just not very good, not melodic. But then he goes right into. If Paul was ever going to have a heart attack, it's this song, Under the Gun. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not a huge fan of the song. Anyways, we've said it. I've said it since day one. It's way too super fast, way too frenetic. And then you put it in this performance here, and the and the band is just scrambling. I mean, honestly, you can't really tell if it's good or bad because it doesn't differ that much from the album version because it's just so hyper fast and hyper frenetic and chaotic. It's fine. I just it, it's. I mean, it is what it is. It's just a mess of a song to begin with. So the live version is is a, a mess. Tom, we got a live version of a song we never had. I, uh, oh, no. And, and I agree with you. I'm happy about that. I am happy about that. Yes. Right. Yep. So yep. automatically, I'm, 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 my attention goes to this. because, like, Oh, great. We got Under the Gun. Yep. Not 1,500,000 versions of Shout It Out Loud Live. Yep. It's fast. 
Eric's drums, again, I'm not a drummer. They're fucking insane on this song. They are. He's nuts. Insane. He's nuts. And I'm like, imagine Paul trying to sing this now. He dies. No. The solo is insanely fast. Yep. There's no let's hit the highway doing 69. Nope. If Paul is at his dirtiest, why didn't he have that? I agree. That's weird to take that out. And, and then the last thought again at the end of the song, I'm like, wow, this fucking rock. But man, was that fast. Yeah. Right into War Machine. I thought this was awesome. Really? Uh, yeah, I thought I thought this version, I think Gene sounds absolutely spectacular. I've already said it. I think Gene sounds amazing on this. I think Eric's live drums, you know, this was Eric's song, Creatures of the Night album here. Um I thought this was awesome. I think Gene just sounded like a fucking monster on this. I, this one, this one stood out for me. Yeah, I like the fact that you hear the drums in the beginning, and then finally the guitars. Yep. So a couple things that irritate the shit out of me, and Gene's been doing this since the beginning. He destroys the lyrics in this. He destroys it, and I love it loud. Yep. He did it again. Yep. And instead of want to bite the hand that feeds me, want to turn the tides, he says gonna. Yep. Then. If you go past that, set the dream machine, watch him fly. The next three lines are strike down the one who leads me. I'm going to take his place, going to vindicate the human race. Yep. We know that. Then when you go into the second core of verse, take the reins of power and seize them. Draw the battle lines. Armageddon's just a matter of time. It should go tear down the voice of reason. Let the arrows fly. Your freedom is just a state of mind. But instead, Gene goes back to the last three lines of the first verse and goes, he does all the the ones who leads me. I'm going to take his place, going to vindicate the human race. Like you said, War Machine and I Love It Loud, he fucks up every time. (laughs) I know there's a lot of words, but those lyrics actually mean shit. They make that those songs more badass, Gene. Yep. You're fucking them up again. Yep. Uh, the solo's a bit off, and there's no siren. No. I like Eric's drumming, and then they slide into a drum solo. Tom, I love Eric Carr. I love the drums. I don't need. I, I don't need it. I will give you this. I have a Eric Carr drum solo on a CD. I agree on official release. That's right. Yep. That's all, and that's the best thing I can say about I you. I hate right. drum solos. I, I don't yep. get into them. Yep. Um. You can tell he's fucking talented. So I'm oh, listening God, to yeah. this. I'm like, yawn. Wait, there's a gong. Dun, yeah, dun. yeah, that was crazy. And yes. Then I'm like, yes. and then it's fucking an explosion of bass drums. Double bass. Going nuts. Obviously, the man is talented. This way, I put. Of course. It's a drum solo. Yeah, no need. All right. I have it on the thing. Please, I don't want any more drum solos. That's it. It's done. Yep. Then afterwards, Paul goes, Eric Carr, now on a hot night like this, or Eric wants to sing a song for you. This one's called The Ballad of the Young and Wasted. Like, stupid. You're fucking Yeah, that was, I know, don't ruin it, Paul. And then they go into Young and Wasted. You can tell us about the details on that. Yeah, so for the first thing is you'll notice about this is the song is incomplete. The first verse you you hear Eric singing and it gets cut right out and then you miss a, you miss not half of the song but you miss a huge chunk of the song. Cuz at first I'm like what the hell happened to Eric's vocals? I'm like wait a minute, was that the fucking solo? All right, what are we doing? 
So, and it says right on it, when you buy this, it, it says young and wasted and then incomplete in parentheses. So you're, you're there. A couple things here. I don't understand. I don't get why Eric sings this. I don't. Eric was with the band on Lick It Up when Gene recorded this, but they give it to Eric live. I don't get it. I love Eric. I think he has a great voice. I want to hear Gene sing this. This is one of my favorite songs of all time from the non-makeup era on Lick It Up. I love this song. I'm disappointed that this is incomplete and that it's kind of a mess, but it's young and wasted live. Like you yeah. said, it's never had it before. I love it. Hopefully we'll get it on another release of yep. some sort. Yep. But apparently the uh, tape, whatever they were recording, this ran out and they had to flip it over. And that's yep. why they lost. That's why you, you, that's why you missed that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, it, so the, it's the first couple of lyrics. Then he goes right into the solo. A yep. little bit of Eric singing sounds great, but obviously everyone's disappointed because you can't hear it. Right. Uh, solos insanely fast and all over the place. As yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, it's too bad. But then it goes right into the bass solo. Oh, I'm sitting there going, are you fucking kidding me? Three solos on one live recording. Come on, dude. Yep. Oh, God. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah, I'm like, uh, there's no use to a like, there's no purpose for a gene solo unless he's dripping blood and bringing that imagery. Totally that, agree, right? Totally but, agree. Gene does it, but then it gets into some funky group. Yep. Like I'm like, oh, actually, the band's playing with them. Yeah, it was a little bit different and stuff, but thankfully, it's short. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So then it goes right into "I Love It Loud." I love this version. I think it sounds awesome. Gene's, Gene's insane. His vocals are so ferocious on this. I think the pace of the song, because again, this is where I like the sped up pace. This song now is way too plodding and way too slow. So you give it to this lineup on this tour. They turn up the tempo a little bit, and I think it breathes a whole new life into the song. I, I love it. Yeah, um, you know, obviously Gene does the oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh right. Yep. I'm like, this sounds good. And yeah. again, I'm like, I think it's the Eric drumming. I think you're right. He makes this sound better, not the fucking sterile fucking version we're used to on end of the road. And then I'm like starting to realize how good is Gene sounding on this right now? Yeah, exactly. You know, and again, he fucks up. Of course. And this is what I mean by that. There's a second part of verse after actually there's two verses in the second uh part here. After turn it up, hungry for the medicine, two fisted till the very end, no more treated like aliens, not gotta take it. He does this sometimes. He go right back into la, want to hear it, la. But instead, it should be the second part to that is. No lies, no more alibis. Turn it up, got me hypnotized. Rock on, won't be tricklized because I yep. love it. Gone, it's nowhere there, right? And then he goes into the last one, which is headline: "Jungle is the only rule." But it fucking annoys me that he doesn't do that part in the song. Yeah. Anyways, the solo is actually on point, so I actually liked it. I think this is a great version because this is Eric Carr. Doing I Love It Loud from the drum album. That's right. Right. And then Paul ends it with a weird yeah. And it goes right into I Still Love You. Um, yeah, it's great. I mean, this is when Paul can do this song. I like this song. Uh, we get a version of this on a live three, which is 10 years later. Um 
I know everybody rants and raves about Paul's vocals on this, rightfully so. I just think the song is just it it's not a bad song. It's just not a song that I like to spend a lot of time to. It's a very slow build. I think he sounds great. It, it's a good song. But my my bigger issue with this is this is the fourth song from Creatures of the Night. Why? What are you doing? I mean, I, I get it. I get it. It's just it's the two albums removed from the Creatures of the Night thing, but nobody bought that album. Nobody cared. Like, you don't need to play this. But that album gave them credibility to go back and to say we're a heavy, hard hit. I get band, it. And yeah. we've got songs like this. You're right. And then this is You're a right. ballad. They want to do one ballad in this yep. thing where Paul can kind of stretch his. No, I, I, li- I like it. I like it. It's, not, so, it's, not, it's a great, it's a great performance. I just. Yeah. yeah. And so that's the other thing I'll say. Paul sounds great. Yep. I like the fact that he's improvising something that can't happen now. Throughout this right. whole song, he's going off on his own, doing a little thing, stretching it. And I'm sure it's different every time he sings this song during this era. Can't yep. do that now. So I fucking love it. Eric is awesome on the drums on this song. Yep. Um, the solo, pretty cool. He makes it kind of bluesy and he can't, he does have a little bit of a bluesy background too. So, um, I thought this was a really good version. Do I like it better than the uh, unplugged version? I don't know. I think they're both really good versions. I'll tell you this: it's better. They're both better than the fucking studio. Oh, I agree totally. Yes. Right. Yep. So, Paul. Oh yeah, I'll tell you something. That's six. Uh, I wish we could give drinks to all you people. I know it's fucking hot. Seven and five, respectively, out there. Let me tell you something. That's seven. It's fucking hot. That's eight. And six for hotter up here. But we're digging it. I'll tell you something. Oh, it God. was Which is now eight. It was hot. That's seven. In here before. But it's your heat that makes this place smoking. Honey, no pistol. That's mine. And the crowd says love gun. That's yep. mine. Love gun. Love gun. Go ahead, Tom. One of the best versions of this song. Fucking love it. Love it. Love it. I love the pace. I love the pace of this. I I mean, I I love Love Gun. I know it's overplayed, but this is, again, I've said it before. This is a song that really does well with the tempo turned up a little bit and and with Eric playing it. I think, I think, I think they crush it on this. Very, very, very happy with this version. Again, I felt the drums are weird. And the music is way too fast, and Paul can't keep up with it. Right. Uh, chorus is not good. In some yeah, the cor- sense, the, 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 yeah, cor- right. you, the, the 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 them trying to do these melodies that you get on the studio version, they're not working on. They this. didn't work on them. They don't have the they, chemistry to hit these choruses. They, they can't do it. Nope. You know. Nope. Uh, in some sense, I wrote, I like this because it's so different from the sterile version we're used to. Yep. I'm like the solos, the Eric drums at the end, like what the fuck is going on? But I like it. Yep. Agreed. Oh, then right into Black Diamond. Well, this is your song. I do love Black Diamond. Um Yeah, it's it's okay. I, I it's it's okay. It, I right. guess that's the bag. I think that's the nicest thing I can say about it. You know, it's then- okay. And then beginning, Paul says, Oh, Kipsy, I know you people know this song. Yeah. Now I want to tell you to do. 
I don't know if that's I'm telling you something. Uh, I won't count it. Uh, I want you to sing along with us. Now I know it's hot. That's eight. Yep. Gene, what do you think we should get them some drinks? This is fucking hilarious. This is funny. Go ahead. And then Gene goes, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like if Gene was Beavis and Butthead. Uh, yeah. It sounds like fucking Ogre from Ranger of the Nerds. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know, Raj. They're all wearing green. <laughs> this why. <laughs> it sounds like Ogre from fucking Revenge of the Nerds. Yep. Uh, Anyways, Paul again then. All right. Those four cups of water we just gave you. Pass them around to everybody here. All right, now, we want you to sing along with us on this one. It's real simple. Then he has to do these. I don't understand this. I'm going to go something like this. Out on the streets for a living. That's me singing. Oh, really? Pitch has only begun. And you go, woo. Too many, yeah, too many instructions, Paul. We yeah, get it. Uh, finish up, Paul. Can you handle it? All right, let's try. They do it, Paul says. That sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> let's try again. This time, I want everybody, you know, I just got this. And then he just cuts this off and goes into the story. You know, yeah. I just got this bra here, this bra here. My God, <laughs> Paul. Nothing like this. Uh, this bra here. I want to tell everybody, you know, uh, I said he, <laughs> he sounds like Barbarino. I'm fucking welcome back. A lot of times he I does. I just got this. Brazier here. Brazier. I'll tell you right now, I want to take what's in this thing and put it in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Now, let me tell you, this ain't the biggest bra I've ever seen, but I'll tell you something. That's two more. That's up to 10. Uh, I like to put everything that was in this in my mouth. I'm telling you, I want you all to sing along like this. That's 11. And what does that have anything to do with black diamond it's 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 the most it's not a sexual song like i think like, someone threw a bra on no 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 i know I, I no no of course of course but and it's Paul's like Jesus. always gotta overact like the yeah sex, yeah sex god right you right. know what that act was taken by david lee roth during that era paul that's not you yeah pretty much he's trying he's yeah. trying sorry and i i had to write this down i i don't mind eric it but it's not peter I agree. I will take Eric Singer over Eric. I mean, Eric Carr singing this over Eric Singer because I think he has adds more passion. I agree. He's trying, he's screaming. I love that. Yep. Um, that solo is just different. It's interesting and different, but it's you know what the fuck. The outro was off, but different. And then Paul stops everything and says, "Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie." We love you, and anytime you want to work up a fucking sweat, that's nine. We're gonna come back and see y'all real soon. Oh my god! Um, and then we get into the most fucking dumbass thing ever. Paul, you know we were sitting back there with ourselves, you know, rock and roll bands. You know, we're supposed to wait around the back while you people go crazy. It's too fucking and hot in here, man. Nine. So we're going to come out. I mean, we want to play for you people. So we're going to fucking 11 play for you. Here's a little song for here's a little song. You're never going to hear. Well, you might hear it again, but you'll probably have to watch Davy Crockett or something. And then they did. Oh, Susanna as an instrumental. 
Okay, I am begging someone out there in Kiss World, help me understand this. Okay, help. So me. I want the set me. list. Okay, I want good. The set list. Someone help. And me. in 1984, this one was just Oh Susanna, but they've played this. I know as a kind of uh, mashup yep. with other songs, and I'll name the songs. Yep, I've heard that. Get Go it ahead. on. Yep. Hey Joe, start me up. Communication breakdown. La Bamba. Mississippi Queen, Honky Tonk Woman, You Shook Me All Night Long, Good Times, Bad Times, Good Times, <laughs> Bad Times, uh, Sunshine of Your Love, Strutter, Firehouse, and Shout It Out Loud. Can you imagine them doing a fucking mashup and just a random, let's do Susanna, Oh Susanna, now? No. no. But why, oh, Susanna, why? I don't know where it came up. It, it, that's just, like, who who was in the back room or who was on the you know, prepping for the tour and be like, you know, it'd be cool if we threw this Davy Crockett fucking theme song. Like, what? Why? Tom, throw up the fucking Kiss Tard bat signal. It, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Kiss Tards unite. Help me. Help me. Yeah. So they play this version instrumental. It's just what the fuck. Uh, anyways, Paul, you know, every night before I go to sleep, I lay in bed and I say, I'm so glad. I'm so glad we have all tongues. Oh, Jesus. But that, that's what you do. And I know just between you and me, everything, there's a bunch of girls who go to sleep and they go, man, I'm so glad those guys have tongues. So here's a little song, five, dedicated to everyone who knows what to lick. I'm telling you, baby, lick it up. Lick it up. Hands down, by far, the greatest live version of the song I've ever heard in my life. And I am not a lick it up fan. I've said it many times. This version fucking rips because... It is not the plotting song that I always bitch about that it is. Plus, Eric adds a little shuffle with the drums, the way he's got the cymbal going. That's something about when I first saw this, I was like, holy fuck, I like Lick It Up right now. Love it. Love it. So I put in this again, faster version, choruses all over the place. However, the guitar uh, solo and breakdown is different. And the drums going off is a little. Eric is a beast. Damn, I yep. like this version. Yep. This is fucking it. There's no um uh won't get fooled again breakdown in the middle. No. Um it's just rock like the riff that I love from Lick It Up, the actual uh, actual album is going on right in this song. Yeah. It's not the sterile din, 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 that you hear on That's what road. I mean. This yes. is raw. It's a fucking and he brings up the chorus. Oh, lick it up. It's you awesome. Think of these guys like his badass is singing the song. Yes. Right. I was shocked. During the uh, heyday of the, of the band. Yep. I actually loved it. Loved Me too. It. Me too. Um, all right, Paul says, now we're gonna do something for you. This song, we're gonna want a whole lot of audience participation on this one. We're gonna want you to clap your hands. We're gonna want you to get fucking 12 crazy. Man, on this last fucking 13th song, this is all right. We're gonna stop this one, and then they boom, rock and roll night. Go ahead, love it because at first I thought it was the go go's. We got the beat <laughs> the way that the way that Eric's the playing drumming this, in the, the beginning, 
the drumming and the pace. I'm like, it's like, it's like the beginning of fast times at Ridgemont high. When they, when you hear, we got the beat, but anyway, the band kicks in. I like it again. The I've said this throughout this entire album, the songs that are slower to mid tempo. They do great when the tempo's turned up. It's that the, and I, I, I mean, look, I like rock and roll all night. I know it's beaten into the ground. People don't ever want to hear it again. I still like it. It means a lot to me as a, when I was a young kiss fan and I still like it now. I think this is, I like this version. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Eric's drum is different in the beginning. Then the music, before the music came, it stops. Paul says, I want to hear you and clap your hands. And then, normal, but a little fast. Paul yells out, Poughkeepsie, come on, come on. So there's another Poughkeepsie. That's five. Uh, solo is different, but again, I like it. Eric's drumming is a little bit different. I like it. Yep. Paul's breakdown as usual. Album fades out before the real album uh, ends, yeah. before, the, before yep. the concert ends. So there's a portion of this is, is missing. That's incomplete. why they, they incomplete. They put that uh, uh, caveat on this album with this and also Young and Wasted. Yep. Yep. Anyway, final thoughts. Um, I'm glad it, for me, it picked up steam midway through. Uh, it started off really, really poorly for me to the point where I was like, God almighty, what, 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 what is happening here? Um, those first couple songs were very, very rough. That combined with a wasted track of a bass solo, a drum solo and a guitar solo. Um, those are big, big fucking minuses for me, but the flip side is, it's a, it's a live album from Eric Carr, live album from Mark St. John. We never had this. Some really different and creative versions of songs that we've heard a billion times that they breathe a little bit of new life into. So it's hit or miss, but I, I, I did, as it progressed, I found myself getting into it. I'm glad that it sucked at the beginning and not at the end for me. Cause once you get through that, I, I found myself in, enjoying it. I mean, it, it's got, it's got, you know, all the warts and everything cause it's a soundboard, but I ended up, uh, I ended up enjoying it actually, surprisingly. So for me, I I like it, Tom. I really do. It's a different era of the band. Uh, It's different kind of versions of the songs, but yet it's still Kiss doing them. As long as Paul and Gene are there, it's Kiss. So I I was surprised. I know a lot of people hate this shit. Then you fuckers go listen to the end of the road tour every fucking concert stop along the way and hear the same songs played every single time the same. This gives me something different to look to. I will play this again. Uh, I love the nostalgia of the fact that this is the only Mark St. John and I have it. The only one that he played on and they have it on tape and I have a copy of it and you can always compare it. And I used to see old YouTube videos where I'm like, how the fuck they get this. They would have love gun performed by all five guitarists, different versions. And they probably stole it from this, but I have versions of love gun from everybody. I can have versions of Detroit rock city from every guitarist. you have versions on these drums now because you have Eric Carr doing some of these songs. So that makes it different. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised despite all the, you know, negative feedback from a lot of people. I enjoyed this. I really did. Good. So what we do next is we mention uh, five tracks uh, that we, uh, that were standouts for us. So Tom, do you want to go first or should I? No, why don't you start with your five, with your number five. Okay. Hits like a glove. Okay. 
got a um, live version of it. I thought it was cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. Funny. That's my number five. It's like oh, same reason because I love the song and it's live. Uh, number four for me, I, I put Under the Gun. Again, rarity. Okay. And okay. I actually liked the song and I liked the way they performed it. Okay. Uh, my number four, I know it's a song I never thought I would ever put into a list of something that I like. But again, the up-tempo pace and Gene's vocals are incredible. I put I love it loud. That is my number three. Okay. Uh, my number three, Young and Wasted. Eric Carr vocals, live version, one of my all-time favorite songs from that era. And even though it gets cut off, still got it in there. Yeah. Number two for me is Lick It Up. Okay. Love it. Number two for me, Love Gun. Love the up-tempo. I, I love Love Gun, but these guys added something special to it to take the boredom out of it. So, Yeah. And then number one for me is I got, I think, the best version of Heaven's on Fire live. Okay. Love it. Nice. And number one for me, I think, is the best version of Lick It Up live I've ever heard. So that's easily was number one for me. Yeah, and uh, Tom, for me, I had a couple honorable mentions. I'm going to put, I liked Cold Gin's version. I like the version of Cold Gin, and I'll actually add in uh, Creatures of the Night. Okay. Um, for me, I'll put Under the Gun, uh, just because it's something we never had live before, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm actually going to, I know it's, I know it's, we've heard a hundred million times. I'm going to put Rock and Roll Night in here, because I like that version. It's a good version. Yep. All right. So, Tom, what we do next is we compare the live a- albums that we've re- uh, reviewed so far, and we compare the actual covers first. Yep. So these are the albums that we've reviewed so far. Kiss Alive 3, You Wanted the Best, You Got the Best, and then the five off the soundboards. Yep. Do you want to read what you, how you have them ranked right now for covers? Yep. So covers, it's kind of difficult to rank the off the soundboards, but for me, um, I have Virginia Beach at six, Tokyo at five, Donington at four, Des Moines at three, Kiss Alive three at number two. And then number one cover is you wanted the best. You got the best. Now, here's an interesting one for covers. I am putting off the soundboard Poughkeepsie at number one. What? And I'm going to tell you why. There's one teeny tiny reason why it's number one. Okay. Because it has a parental advisory warning on the cover. Oh, okay. And it's a kiss album with a parental advisory on it. And somebody correct me if I'm wrong out there. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Creatures. Had parental advisory on it. For what? The box it did. Oh, the box set. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm saying like something like this with like a, like a singular cover, but that's, I'm putting it on here because I think it's kick ass to see a kiss album with a parental advisory lyric on it. I mean, a parental advice, a parental advisory warning, whatever you want to call it. All right. So for me, I had off the soundboard, Virginia six off the soundboard, Tokyo five off the soundboard, Donington four off the soundboard, Des Moines three. Uh, you wanted the best. You got the best is two. And Kiss Alive 3 is my number one live album cover. This is going to be number seven, Tom. You're putting it last. Okay. Yes. And here's why. First of all, Poughkeepsie is a fucking dumb town name. Uh-oh. Watch out, and, Poughke- and, watch out Poughkeepsieans. And, and where is Poughkeepsie? 
New York. Fuck New York. Ah, there you go. Okay. I like, uh, see, you know what though? Uh, look, let's give ourselves credit for having interesting and creative reasons for the rankings of this cover. So I'll take it. I like it. I like it. And let's be serious. I mean, ranking the off the soundboard covers is stupid. Of course. It's very, very dumb. Yes. Agreed. All right, Tom, overall albums. Okay. Number. So for me, uh, last Virginia beach, number five, Tokyo, number four, you wanted the best. You got the best. Number three, Donington. Number two, Alive 3, and number one, Des Moines 77. All the warts and all on this. Um, it's Eric Carr. It's Mark St. John. It's unique. I like it, but it's not better than the reunion in 96. I'm putting this one at number four. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm putting it at four. Wow. Yep. All right. Um, Tom, for me, I put Virginia Beach at six, Tokyo at five. You wanted the best at four, uh, Donington at three, Kiss Alive uh, three at two, and off the soundboard Des Moines at one. We both had that. Yep. Actually, now that I think about it, I think we had we had the exact same rankings Holy all across. Shit, we had the exact same ranking, but it's going to change now, Tom. Okay. And the reason it's going to change is because I'm putting Poughkeepsie at number three ahead of the reunion. Okay. Yeah, that was the one that I was questioning when I was looking at my rankings. I'm like, ah, it's different. I'm like, but it, uh, the the reunion with it's I can't I can't I can't put it above that. Yeah, the that. the rarities on that. I've heard those other songs. I we already have the original in Des Moines. I've you know yep. the, it's just uh, it's just uh, I think this one is different and it has a different little bit of a flair. So you made me you made me nervous. I thought you were going to rank it even higher. No, no, I'm not stupid. So let's, uh, Tom, go to question of the week. Okay. This is a really interesting question because I think about this myself. So this is more like, this is like opinion based. Um, This comes to us from an email from Dean Tomasek. Okay. He goes, with all the kiss controversies lately, I thought I would add another to the pot of bullshit. There is no fucking way Kiss puts on their own makeup. <laughs> so the question is, do you think Kiss puts on their own makeup? Now, hold on before you answer. Wait before you answer. Because he says, I'm sure in the beginning they may have. I bet even then they had help. If you look at Peter's makeup from the 74 ABC special, you can see that he probably wasn't trusted to apply it by himself after that. I'm supposed to believe that all members of KISS were excellent painters, even the replacement guys. The odds of eight guys that are musicians and artists is staggering. Speaking of staggering, there is plenty of footage of Ace drunk on stage, but the makeup is always perfect. No drunk-ass Ace face painting ever. I would submit that they have always had a, quote, fixer. Go ahead. Yes, they put on the makeup. If the fixer came in, it came in after to help them out, or the other guys in the band helped them out. That's how I look okay. at it. Okay. I, I think the band is too fucking cheap to hire somebody to do it. <laughs> okay. It's it's a great question. I'll tell you why. We have, or me at least, in any of the video footage that we've seen, every time we see them doing their makeup, it's either putting the white base on, and then that's it. Or it's Gene with a black pencil touching up his eye. We never have seen it front 
to back start to finish completion in action watching them do it and i've it was the reason i love this question is because since i was a little kid i'm like how the fuck do they get this so spot on perfect every fucking show dean i love conspiracies i'm with you brother they ain't doing it they're doing it let's be great great fun question dean thank you thank you for submitting and if you would like to submit questions please do so Send it to us on our social media. Send it to us at our email at shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. Go on our website and submit it there. We read questions every week. It's a fun part of the show at the end of the episode. So please be part of the show. Submit your question of the week. Yep. And Tom, where can people find us? Yeah. Start with our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. That's where you can find everything. Links to all of our social media, Patreon, all that stuff, all the episodes, the Shout Out Loudcast episodes, Dorm Damage, Album Review Crew, Zep Chronicles, everything is there, all of our rankings. That's the best place. And again, you can message us directly from the website, which comes to us in the form of an email, or you can send us an old-fashioned email at shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. We read every email. Sometimes we don't get to everyone during the show because we don't want feedback to last 100 hours. Uh, but we read them all, and Zeus and I talk about them amongst each other. So please continue to send them. And, of course, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, very active on that. Again, if you want your question of the week uh, to be part of the show, submit them uh, through any of those various ways of doing so. Uh, and, again, a big shout-out to our wonderful and amazing Patreon family. And we always like to say that we are a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Music Shows. Check them out go on their website or you can just google pantheon podcasts uh, and there's a link on our website for that as well yeah i always tell people they can dm us on twitter facebook instagram subscribe to our youtube channel and uh, on our youtube channel we will be putting up the uh, mike portnoy interview those interviews that we do that we did one with graham bonnet those will put up the actual video later on we'll put them up a week or so after we actually release the episode so um other than that hey please keep going to our youtube channel subscribe it's a big help to the show as we always like tell people and another way to help the show out give us one of those five star child reviews you can do that on apple podcast on uh, spotify facebook uh pod chaser this any place you can give a five star review please do so that's another way that moves us up the food chain, gets us in front of more people, and helps the show tremendously. Like we like to tell people, please, want to help the show? Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Become a Patreon member. Give us one of those five-star child reviews. Go to our Amazon store on our website. Go to our merch. Pick up some merch from us. All those things, great way to help the show. And if you really want to do so, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, remember, you can always email us at shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutoutloudcast gmail.com, and go to our awesome website, which saw a fucking shit ton of traffic because of the ultimate kiss madness. But yep. keep going, peruse, look through all our older episodes, look at the comments. Great place to leave your comments is right on our page. As Twitter goes to fucking hell and old comments go away, our actual website, those comments will be there forever. So make sure you go to our episode on our page and then uh, leave your comments there, okay? And uh, scroll around, see, uh, look at the rankings, look at our album review stuff, our Zep stuff. Everything you like is right there on our website, shoutoutloudcast.com, uh, shoutoutloudcast.com. Tom, do you have any famous last words? 
Oh, I do. You've been branded by the iron. You've been cut by the knife. There's a monkey on your back running up and down your spine. Up and down your spine. Nice. I don't need a reason to get crazy. I'm getting crazy, and that's enough. Show me something strange and make it stranger. I swear that danger runs in my blood. Settle down, Paul. <laughs> my Oh, down, Stanley Eisen. Relax this, Stanley the man. <laughs> Tom, Loudcasters, Kiss Army, thank you. Guys, you're the best. We love you. Thank you so much for everything. Really appreciate it. Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. Don't pay any attention to those fools, Lardass. Just <laughs> Davey. <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.